Hello everybody, it's Joe and Joe's Compendium and we're back with the late edition of the anime review. And I know we talked about this, I know I said something about this last week, but um, you know, it's good to be back on a consistent schedule, hopefully. <laughs> uh, back again, hopefully. Back again with the anime reviews, Valk, as usual. Hello! And, we are covering f- the end of fall 2019, which, to be honest, fall? was... Boy, winter. Winter. You know what I mean. It's, you know, I'm looking at the list that we wrote winter here. Winter 2020, boy. I'm looking at the list we wrote, and this is not my fault. I, I left it up to you to rename that, and you didn't. Whatever. Like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I knew I knew what it was. That's all that matters. Right? We're getting up to a great start here, folks. So, this season was honestly, um, in terms of uh, returnees, there wasn't too many. It was very few. In terms of new ones, there was a decent amount, but like, um, nothing. There was like only like a couple that like really like stood out, stood out. So that is not a bad thing, in my opinion. Like honestly, like. Having these kind of seasons in between, like, really big, big, big seasons of anime is really nice because, like, you get a lot of, um, one cores that might continue later on that you don't have to worry about, like, necessarily, like, keeping up with. And then you get your ones that, like, end up becoming, like, superstar hits that you're gonna end up following anyway. But I digress, and, um, we're gonna start off with OPs, and looking over this list... I think we actually only um agreed on a couple things this season. We had a wide array of choices. This yes. time we don't share too much. Um, mainly because you had to pretty much catch up on everything in the span of just a couple weeks because your Crunchyroll account went all haywire. Dude, that was such a weird month. And like, it was all just terribly timed. So very terribly timed, but you know, whatever. So we're gonna start off with the best OP, and um, I'm not gonna lie, this season had a, actually quite a few of them that were really good, and um, for me, my favorite was Easy Bees, Easy Breezy. I don't want to say I messed up this name, but it's gonna be Chelmiko. It's it is Chelmiko. So I was right the first time when I when I said it to myself, and that was the opening for uh, Izoken. Azoken, however you want to say it. There you go. You got it um, right the second time. <laughs> that anime was uh, quite a feat. Um, that opening was actually very... I think it was very well designed. It was very wacky. and um, Visually, I love it. Yeah. Um, it, it gets across that sort of creative mania that you get when you're coming up with something. I mean, whether it be writing or drawing or whatever it is you do that's artistic there is a mania to it i mean you just put down every single idea you have you know you need to be working on something else you know you've got important stuff you've got to build the foundation up for your story or whatever but you've got this crazy idea and you want to go down that rabbit hole right then and there and then there's kanamori it's just like i have no time for this shit 
you know, no, like throughout the whole thing. Yeah, she really doesn't care, but at the same time, she does care, and like that's just like a thing about her character. And I really she doesn't it. care, but she has to participate because otherwise, she's not gonna make money. <laughs> yes, but um, the the thing about this um opening, what really put it over for me is like, I liked how crazy it was. It was very controlled chaos. But also, it was the most meme-worthy opening it. of the season. Oh my god, yes. It got, it got memed. <laughs> it got memed hard. Hard. It was, the new uh, Drake, it was the new Drake thing. It was the new Drake thing, and it was great. I loved it. Overall, the grit design was great, and there was not much to... There was not much spoilers, honestly. It was very well designed. It was like, it told you what we were getting, but it didn't spoil anything. And that's very rare when it comes to a lot of openings. In my opinion. Yeah, um, I mean, like, regarding the whole it's been meme to hell thing, um, I mean, so, I like car stuff, okay? I'm, I'm gonna say right now, I watch some car channels. One of the channels I watch is called Deoxide, and he's, uh, he's a big, filthy fucking weeb like the rest of us, right? Even he got in on it and, uh, made a car with Kanamori all over it, because, of course he did. It's meme to hell, even the car guys are getting in on it. Yes, and you know that that takes a lot. Like oh, car people don't just put anything on their car when it comes to anime decals because even it's... in video games, like we don't want to put a shit to your waifu on there, you know? Exactly. Like if you're putting it on your car. That's saying a lot about you as a person. And you don't want to tell people some bad stuff. You know, you, you want to be true to yourself, but you also want to rep the good stuff. And that's yeah, like a really big honor, in my opinion. To see car, see, see people, car people put their stuff on that like that. So. That's that's my pick for best opening. Uh, what was yours? I'm looking at. I went with the uh, Star Marker by Kanaboon for Hiroaka season four. Um, last season, really solid opening for that show. Um, but this season, we we needed something fun after three months of serious business. Yeah. And you cannot say that song is not fun. No, that's you cannot stand. The visuals are not fun. I mean, it's it's really solidly done, and we actually get a little bit of love for a character that isn't our main cast of troublemakers. You know, Jiro no. actually gets to do her own thing, dude, I and it really focuses on her. I really liked that arc. Like she, that was such a good timing for her too. Like. Cause like this, this seems like to be the kind of route that she would go as a hero. Like she'd be the type to be able to be like, you know, everything's going to crap. I'm gonna be that kind of hero that is gonna be able to bring some good times, some good music for these people, so they can kind of you know wind down. And also on another, you know, it actually pulls back into the creative mania that I mentioned for uh, Easy Breezy. Um, you get this um yeah she starts off and you know she's completely deadlocked she can't move forward with her writing her song she doesn't know what she's doing and that literally shows her figuring out exactly what she needs to do and you know there's that moment the moment of oh if i do this and i do this and i do this and i do this and it all comes together and then you just want to go out and do it yep hey got a friend who's studying at a uh, uc berkeley he's taking music and it's the same thing with him like during high school whenever he'd come up with an idea it would essentially be 
he's got nothing. And then he just starts scribbling notes in his book. Yep. And as soon as class is over, he just ditches his next one. If there is another class and he goes to the band room. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I really like that. I, I Personally, I wish I did uh, more music back in high school. But um, I'm not too upset. Uh, because I am where I am today and I'm going to be going back to school for music anyway. So hey. it all works out in the end. So, speaking of music, continuing on from that, we're going to Best Soundtrack. And uh, this choice was kind of surprising, considering my previous choice. As much as I liked the opening for Azoken, I did not love the song itself. I didn't mind it. I kind of enjoyed it. But I just yeah, love it. That, that's the reason I didn't pick it. <laughs> but. Not a bad song, but. Mm. Moving on to Best Soundtrack, and this is very hard to choose, too. I actually went with Inspector because i enjoyed the songs from both the opening and the ending they had that really nice jazz kick to it and it's really if you can nail the jazz kind of style very well like you're almost a shoo-in for me for music wise because you don't i don't get a chance to listen to a lot of really good jazz it it's like me with a saxophone line you get a good saxophone line nine times out of ten you're gonna get it but that didn't happen this season because Star Marker happened. Yeah. Now, Inspector, in, in specifically, their ending was really good. I really liked their ending. Like, that ending was amazing, in my opinion. I love the way the design of everything and all that, but the soundtrack overall from Inspector was very good. Not just because the quality of the music was good, but because it fit the series from every aspect that they played any of the music. And I was very thoroughly surprised. I really wanted to get into uh, Inspector, but I just, I don't know why I couldn't for some reason. Maybe it was just, it came out in the wrong season for me, and I'm just not in the mood for it, for whatever reason. It's one of those I don't know. Ones. Yeah, it's um, one of those ones, though, that's like, it's only Maybe like I just didn't vibe with the uh, main two characters or something. I don't know. I I ended up dropping it for whatever reason. Which is fine. Me, I'll probably come back to it. Yeah, me, like, I, I enjoyed it. It was one of the ones that I wanted to watch the season because I had read the manga prior and I liked the approach of the main characters that they had. So, and, like, I didn't finish the manga. So, like, a lot of, some of the stuff that happened in the anime I wasn't privy to, so I was thoroughly surprised with how they handled it, too. But getting back on track... Your choice for best soundtrack is actually kind of surprising to me. Azokan. <laughs> I don't know why you're surprised about it, because it works really well for their moments of creativity, you know. There's that ramp up that it has at the beginning with the guitar, yes. you know. And that helps set up the next part where, you know, Akasaka gets to do her explaining, and they just let it run and it works both for somehow it works both in smaller things that aren't moving as fast and also in scenes that move really fast at the same time and it's the same song yeah um the for the quieter moments of the show they do their soundtrack very well it fits it's not overstated it doesn't take over the scene it does precisely what a soundtrack needs to do no more, no less, and it doesn't shout, I am a soundtrack. 
there's probably some that came out this season that were musically superior in a music theory kind of sense, but I'm not a musician. <laughs> no. I'd rather study rocket science than music theory because rocket science is strict. It It's not person to person. <laughs> the speed, gravity is gravity. There is a gravitational constant in the universe. But anyways, um, yeah, I like my soundtracks to kind of stay in the background where they belong you yeah. know to further on that point because i was also considering choosing them but i ended up choosing inspector just just a little bit more i like <laughs> it a little bit a more fucking pattern here actually <laughs> i know um, we did the same shit we always do so the thing that i really want to point out with um Aizoken's soundtrack is not just the music itself but the soundboard work in that show is very top notch. Oh yeah, the sound mixing is great. The, the character that they introduced, who ends up being their sound guy, phenomenal. And I love the way he did his process for getting sounds too. And he was very meticulous about updating his mute, his um, his library, taking care of the sounds themselves, making sure they're as crisp, clean, and accurate as possible. Like. Is that shows a lot, and that really helps out a soundtrack in general. Word to the wise, never get in the way of the audio guys. Yeah. Audiophiles, if they want to make a sound library for editing, they will go way out of their way to do things. I mean, they will put on a backpack and fill it full of recording equipment and take it up to a mountain. Yeah. yeah. All right. They get results. They really do. And like, they, if they need crickets from a different country, they will go to that different country to get the crickets, even though to you and me, they sound exactly the same. Yeah. Honestly, I really like sound people like that for that particular reason, and I give them the utmost respect. But moving on, we're going to best ending, and I'm going to let you lead off because <laughs> it's kind of funny. Because we're because we're on the Mexican strand here. <laughs> Uh, Namai no Nai Ao by Kamisama, I have noticed for Azelkin. Um, I mean, what it does the same thing that I keep talking about with Azelkin and the creative process and how it all comes together. You know, they've got all the things that they've been working for through the whole thing. You see the group coming together, and eventually, you see them not only being together but actually working together and taking off at a run quite literally in the ed yeah i mean it tells a decent enough story but it also shows stuff about the show you know all those little designs that you see you see the fan blade pack you see the robot they design you see their machines for their uh final short i mean if i'm not mistaken too every ending had a little bit of different art in it too slightly different yes yes and that was really cool and like the design that they decided to do for the ending was very simple despite yep. doesn't need to be grand no i mean it was there was because there's really nothing going on in this it, anime it's it's literally them making anime and it portrays that very well I really liked. I, I agree with that choice. However, 
I would, and here's what I was talking about with the <laughs> inversion that we always fucking do for some reason. I really, really enjoyed the second ending for Hero Academy this season. Shout it was another baby. bop. Yeah, Shout Baby by Ryoko Shoku Sakai. <laughs> I, I butchered that. I butchered that. Say it with me. Ryo. Ryoko Shoku. Cool. Oh, Ryoko Shoku. Cool Shoku. Sorry. Thank you. Shakai. That song. The reason why I ended up choosing this is because um, there's a lot of subtle hints and a lot of subtle spoilers in this ending that aren't really spoilers, but it's more shout out to all the people who are fans of the manga that read the manga and also read the spinoffs. And not only that, I'm a huge fan of vocals to a degree. Well, not to a degree. I mean, like, I love music. So I really like strong vocals. And she has a voice. Oh, my goodness. She has a voice, this woman that sings this song. And I could not. Like, I really liked the impact. It was a very, it was a, it was a really good song because it was a very nice wind down from the opening for Hero Academy. Like it was, it, it fit the, it fit it very well. Just kind of like that ambient, like, you know, you're just kind of relaxing. It's kind of like the end of the uh, festival, and you're just kind of winding down. That's what the feel. That's the feel you get from it. And it's you really need cool. Out. Yeah, it was really nice. Now, moving to best continuing. Me, anybody who knows me personally, I have, for whatever reason, a very wide assortment of likes. And one of them is being sports. I really like sports. I used to play them. I would still play them here and there if I could. And the series I chose for best continuing was A Hero no Sora. And I chose it because, honestly, like, it's been on a gradual, gradual rise in terms of, like, the characters and the introductions and, like, everything that's going on with the series. And it's going to be going on for a while. Two, um, it's gonna be getting about fifty episodes, maybe more. I don't, I'm not sure, but I really like the way that it's going now. The pacing went from kind of slow, and then it gradually picked up, and it's at this really nice, steady pace at the moment, where the story seems to be picking up in earnest, and we're really hitting that nice stride. And I really like where it's at with this. And for uh, Valk. I see what you chose, and I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of chuckling. <laughs> you didn't get to watch it. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I went with it invaded. Um, unfortunately, Funimation swallowed this one up. So uh, I think we've. I'm not sure if we've made our gripes with Funimation known, but uh, we don't really like Funimation around these parts. Um, but it invaded is just one core that's all it needs to be and it's part psychological part detective story it it's a mixing of things but it does what it wants to do really well essentially to boil the story down um it's the very near future and this technology called the mizuhaname has been invented and it essentially allows detectives to pry into the minds of serial killers to catch them um 
and it's got some pretty trippy not trippy in the conventional sense um setting design because i mean you're going into the literal psyches of fractured minds what are they going to look they're going to look like they're broken up there's going to be something wrong with them if they're obsessed with numbers that'll make itself It has exceptionally good design and plotting and consistency. I thought the last episode was going to be really goofy based on the ending um, of the previous episode. I'm glad I was wrong. <laughs> it, it wasn't, you know, perfect ending. It could have been a little bit better, but by a little bit, I mean like 5% better. So I'm not complaining. There's no way to get a perfect ending. If they done that ending this perfect for me i'm sure someone else out there would have been like but i prefer the one they actually had yeah now you know? i kind of i do agree with that i did see a lot of people talk about uh invaded however that is also the best new series that is the best new series. i am sorry i am you can you tell that i'm really out of it today <laughs> I can, see can you tell that my brain is toast <laughs> But that's okay. It's continuing. Irama Kun. I mean, like... Thank you for... I wish you'd gotten me off my tangent before I did the thing. But... Because now okay. I'm going to be griping about that to myself all day. Um, it's okay, though, because when it comes to Irama Kun, I understand your choice. And there's not really much to say. It's a very solid series. It's nothing like... It, it is wholesome, because Irama is best boy cinnamon bun. Um, and also, do I really need to explain why Amari's faces are the best? No, you don't. There's no need to explain that at all. We're good there. Do I really need to explain that? <laughs> uh, I do recommend that for anybody who wants a nice, good comedy. Um, it's one of the better pure comedies I've seen in a, in a while. Um, but moving on, catching up. We're going to best new best series, series, which I've already said because I'm a fucking dumbass <laughs> who's not reading the list. Usually yeah, that's your series. thing, not mine. You know, it's <laughs> a really switch today, huh? Best new series for me was Inspector. Uh, I liked it. I really liked the way it ended too because it brought together a lot of small character development uh, for multiple people, and like it didn't feel rushed. It was straight to the point. I mean, like. There wasn't anything left to be desired. And the characters are all pretty fun. And that's that's what I liked. I like I liked the ride. I liked what they did. I liked how they were very subtle with some of the things and very blatant with others. And I also liked that they didn't sit there and bore us with like, oh, we're not going to do this time skip, you know? Like, no, we're going to pretty much just go ahead. It's like, it's kind of like a, um anthologies. Kind of like the way Lupin the Third is for each of his series. For each one, there's like small arcs that happen in the anime, but more or less, everything is like a little over the place. There's one adventure here, another adventure in another place, etc., etc. So that's that's something that I really liked about that. Now, going on, we got Best Girl, and. This one, we went two completely different uh, ideologies here. I chose Somali from Somali and the Guardian Spirit. I think it's I said fourth. Yeah. Yeah. She is 
the best little girl you will ever see. She is she pure cuteness like, and childhood. Personified. Like, literally. Yeah. Like, she's literally. she's fantastic. She's so... I, oh my god. I almost went with her, but then I remembered that... Oh, wait. Somebody this else other character exists. Yeah, now, the reason I really chose her is because... Her... Like, like we said, she's innocence personified. But her character dynamic with her guardian, the guardian spirit, who's an earth golem, he... It's, it's he, literally just a dad and his little girl. Literally just a dad and his little girl, and he has all the patience in the world for this little hyperactive girl, and it's so adorable. Like, you can't... I can't get enough of it. I really like the kind of dynamic. Like, the first episode when it ends and she's just holding on to like this giant gold's little finger with her tiny little hands and you're just her sitting hand there. is literally one knuckle on <laughs> on Jotaro the dad literally and like you're just sitting there you're like I'm not gonna cry I'm not crying you're crying that's just rain getting through my roof of my house it's, it's just raining today no it's, it's not yes it is <laughs> now the choice that Valk went with was a very good choice. Top three for me. Kotonoha Kanade from Rikakoi, or Science Fell in Love, so I tried to prove it. Um, every every comedy needs a straight man, and Kanade is the ultimate straight man to the bullshit that is Himura and Yukimura. I agree. They, these idiots are trying to... These genius idiots, I should clarify are trying to objectively quantify love and she's just over here like ah oh oh you're you're gonna do okay okay yeah whatever i actually really like totally fucking deadpan i i just really like what she does with them too like it's so funny because like you watch these two characters they just keep going back and forth and she's just kind of there like everybody else watching the show understands we feel what she's going through yeah on a spiritual level she's like i can't stop it i can't do anything i can't make these people realize that it's stupid to do this i can't make them just fucking kiss already uh, it, fuck it <laughs> you just kind of have to go with it and it's fine and it's fine. of course you know she's got plenty of good faces too where she just goes huh yep yeah the eyes turn into vertical lines and it, there, oh, there, there's man. a lot to enjoy about her character in general however Himuro almost got it because of that hair swiggle but the straight man wins out in the end the straight man always brings out the better of the main characters they typically do case in point a really old series is the straight man to Oga from Beelzebub that he is one of the best straight men I've ever seen in the series, period. And that's all I'm going to say. Because moving on, talking about boys, is best boy, and we both agreed on this one. Jail Murdoch, Plunderer! So, I technically didn't watch Watch the first season, but I know everything that happens Sucks in the first to season. to be you. Shut up. Because I read the manga. And, like, I've been, I kept tabs on what they would, how far they went in the anime, but, like, Jail as a character in Plunderer is great. 
He oh. when he first shows up, you think he's gonna be like this big pain in the butt to the main character. No, he's not. He's he's great. He's the best boy. Yeah, he he ends up being very nice. He, he ends up being right nice. off the bat. He makes himself seem like a bit of an asshole, but then right at the end of his uh, introduction, he's just like, "I'm gonna be a bit soon today here." <laughs> yeah. Well, he, everything he does is very. What's the best way to put it? Um straightforward and not straightforward at the same time he doesn't yeah like he his outwards his outward movement towards things is straightforward but his intentions are not straightforward and it's kind of funny to see specifically with the character dynamics that they put around him it's not so much that you know he's the best boy it's the way he reacts to things that makes him the best boy um and he's actually the reason that i even decided to watch plunderer because I did not read the manga before this season, but, you know, as I do, because I'm part of the generations that have grown up in the age of information, um, I kind of went on the internet and I was going through and, you know, it's like, oh, fucking single pages from manga that'll make you want to read it. And the fucking page... Where jail is just there in the fucking women's uh, room oh. at the hot springs, yeah. reading a fucking book, not paying attention to the literal naked women around him at all, made me want to watch the anime solely so I would know what the fuck is in that book. And now I know what's in that book because the second core has shown us and we're recording this a little bit late. Yes. Now, I will say this. Jail is... That was one of the uh, moments that solidified for me. Jail being one of the best boys out of that series. Because he, he almost he made look, it out. He didn't even look at them. Like He, he didn't! He didn't even know they were there. He's like, just like, I will read about martial arts. Literally, he's just reading this book. All of them come in. They all freak out. They're all like, what are you doing in here? No, but he, he just, just walks in. They're yeah. already in there. He yeah. doesn't give a shit. Yeah, he's just like, whatever. And he just sits down, gets up, and leaves. And you're like... What? Gets up, leaves, and almost makes it out before fainting of nosebleed. Yeah. And it's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> this but... poor man. <laughs> he just wanted to read his martial arts. But that's what that's why he's one of those, you know. He is best boy. Yes. Doesn't show up in the first score, but we don't care about that here. <laughs> now, best character dynamic. I went with Kuroko and Kuro from Inspector because I like how outwardly annoyed he is with Kuroko, but she's not like not being over ridiculous because like she's like like last last season that I chose the uh, I chose um. Pansy and Joro. Joro and Valk was yelling at me because she was basically a stalker. Yep. Kodoko, like you take Kodoko and you take Pansy, and you take away the stalker, and you give so and give them a little bit of reasoning, and then that's essentially what you have with how she is with Kuro. She's heads over heels in love with him, does give him his space, but she'll take, she'll give him his give him the space, but she'll also take as much space as she can without going overboard. And he is visibly upset about that all the time. 
but it's also hilarious because he doesn't push her away either and like you know it, it's like he physically is like looks annoyed but you can also tell that he's not okay from what him. i remember of the first three episodes let's see you try to push something like that away <laughs> which is fair that is very fair but uh where do you even begin <laughs> <laughs> moving on though the uh pair that valk chose is very you know kanade and yukimura or yeah what the why is it kind of she's fucking yukimura and himuro from rikikoi um because you know we i picked the straight man from the group and i'm a sucker for rom-coms kaguya-sama season two um so you know i have to pick the group that makes me laugh the most and just these two idiots trying to quantify a love and actually coming up with things that kind of make sense for it because they're so dedicated to it but they're just being obstinate about their whole thing it's not we don't love each other it's we think we do but we have to prove it before we act on it yeah and people like that it's like so I, I did engineering stuff in school i know people who try to you know quantify things before they actually just realize that that's how it is yep it's it's honestly it's kind of funny because when you look at it and you think about it the way that they go about this you really do think they're stupid but like in actuality (laughs) they're probably smarter than most of us (laughs) they're definitely smarter than most of us they're grad students i mean the grad students in science department like a science department at a prestigious japanese school i mean yeah, and it, and the worst part is, is like they don't even look like they're having issues with it at all. They don't never, never once when I was watching it did they seem like they were overwhelmed by anything they were doing, except for this research for trying to quantify love, which cannot be quantified. But yeah, you know love is stupid. It makes no sense. And it doesn't. And I digress. Personal favorite, I went with Hironosaur. It was it was by far my personal favorite. I Mister Sports Manga. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've been reading this manga. I've been following this series for a while. Um, I've been reading the translations, and not only do they not have, like, physical copies that I can buy in America that I found, but the series itself is relatively popular in Japan and has over 500 chapters. And to give you an idea, there's only a hundred between 120 and 140 chapters translated out of those 500-plus chapters. And the series is coming to an end soon. So I've been waiting for this anime for a very long time. And I will enjoy it. And it will probably be my personal favorite for a while. <laughs> Though, you know, that's not going to be included on the list. Because it's I have my personal favorites. Now, yours... This is the first time this one's actually showing up on the list. Yes. Um, but, you know... I, I kind of wanted to take main character from this and put her in best girl but i mean she's not the straight man in the group and i've got a certain fondness for those um but uh bofuri uh also known in english as i don't want to get hurt so i'll max out defense um to sum it up did you like shield hero did you like anything that has to do with moe that's ever come out in the past 
Well, put them two together, and you've got Bofuri, also known as Rising of the Shield Lolly in the anime community. Yeah. Um, it is Shield Hero, but Moe, and it's actually a video game this time, and there, there are no legitimate stakes like death or anything. It's just fun, and it's got actually semi-competent game design in it. Um, unlike Sword Art Online. Um, Don't there's the obligatory jab. <laughs> um, but like, yes, does she get over stupidly overpowered pretty quickly? Yes, it's an isekai. That's what happens. But the whole thing is played for a joke instead of being, oh my god, there are actual stakes here. Everyone knows there are no stakes. They know that Maple's just gonna fuck shit up and be adorable doing it most of the time, except for one thing that she has that is very much not adorable. Um, but, yeah, it, it's fun. Rika Koi almost got this for me, but uh, Moe wins out in the end. Yeah. I, sometimes she just needs something cute and, you know, bright-colored to look at. Doesn't have a bad opening theme, either. Um... That I didn't know, but, you know, that's... Funimation, too, so <laughs> that's, that's the one problem. I, ha I have my gripes of Funimation, and I will always have my gripes of Funimation, but I digress. Moving to character design, I chose specifically Kanamura Sayaka from Aizoken, but Aizoken has... Kanamori is very well designed. She really is. Yeah, like... As a character, like when you when you finish the anime, like oh, you see everything she's gone through, and she's she is what I like to call a business prodigy. Like she's the type of girl where if like I were to walk into a school and I were to see what she's done with this animation studio, I'd hire her on the spot and tell her you don't even have to worry about anything. You can leave school right now, and I'll just finish this for you. It's fine. Like I want you to work for me directly under me until so you can build your own company. Like, this girl is the kind of girl who can sell dirt to a dirt farmer. I mean... To quote Jay-Z from one of his old songs, he sold water to a well, and so she can, so she can she. Wow, I just messed that up so bad. <laughs> so she can she. <laughs> We're both fucking up today! But, Woo! I'm not alone. But, uh, I really like the direction they took with their character. She was, she was technically a straight man to, uh, the idiot duo and she was ready and prepared and was always able to help them and make sure they could do what they wanted and that was because that's what she wanted she's like these are technically my friends and even though they're my friends i have a thing about business but this can also make money so hand in hand i'm gonna flex my muscles you know like this is what I do. Like they can do the they can do all the animation stuff they want to, but I'm gonna flex my muscles and we gonna make some money out of this. My favorite scene from that anime with her is her going up against the student council and the school when they're basically trying to tell them that they have to stop and get shut down, and then the school tries to cut off their support and then she retaliates. Any with, scene where she's threatening people is just fantastic. Like she retaliates without even retaliating. Like, she retaliated before they retaliated. And it was amazingly well done. 
Like, when they said that, like, oh, yeah, no, like, we, the arts, the art club might not be able to help us. She's like, it's fine. I got the backing from this, and they already have an article out on the internet. If the school tries to stop us now, what's that going to say about the school? And then those two, oh, <laughs> she's got this big old smirk on her face as she's sick in a bed. As she tells them this, didn't even move to fix the issue. I was so, I was like, yo, this girl, I love this girl. She's great. Now, you chose something that popped up on the list earlier. It invaded again. Um, not because, you know, I think that the characters are, you know, pretty or anything, but because they clearly put a lot of thought into what the uh, characters would look like when they dive into an id well. You know, it's not exactly the person it's the person diluted down to their core elements so what would they look like you know would they be lean and aggressive would they look pretty much exactly like they usually do or would they have massive changes and how do they view themselves and that's essentially what they had to do for four characters you know? Um, and I thought that was very interesting. Also, you know, I like seeing a show that knows how to draw a really well done suit and had some very well done suit coats and jackets and all that sort of stuff. And they made businessmen look like businessmen. That's or I guess nice. cops look like cops, but you know. That's actually very nice because not a lot of... Uh... It's hard to do a suit when you think about it, because, like, you have to manage to design the character underneath it and then design those clothes on top, and you can't just match it to them, because suits have to be fitted to look right, you know? It's not like a shirt, which you can just pick off the shelf at a department store. Yeah. But, you know, that's where, like, a lot of those, um anime scenes where they have the characters trying on different things those are always funny to watch when they end up doing that mm. and trying on suits because you can really tell the animation studio had either a lot of fun with it or they were probably Ugh. oh this is in the manga we need to get this done yeah now um, we... but yeah like on a side note continuing down suits but not quite um hiroaka does this especially well um, not, you know, making the suits look good, but actually communicating characters' personalities through their uniforms. Like yes. Deku, you know, he's young, he's enthusiastic, not very sophisticated, all things considered. So his tie is this big, ugly knot that's more knot than tie. Yep. And, you know, Bakugo just doesn't fucking wear one at all. He doesn't even button his shirt up all the way. No, he doesn't. Uh, yeah. yeah Yozuru, you know, she's got her uniform all properly done, you know. Clearly, she presses it every night, and it's all fit and flush and all that stuff. It, that's a really good place to look for figuring out how to represent your characters through standard clothing. Your characters always, you can always, when you're watching an anime, you can always tell a character's design and potentially their personality from how well the animators design the character's outward appearance. And that is like, like you said, Hiroka does that pretty well. Um, when I read um, various manga, I always take, the, I always tend to pay attention to those small details because they 
point me in the direction like all right this character's probably going to be involved or they might have like a small skit or something like that and like usually end up being right it's small i it's small stuff that really helps you sell stuff um one final side note on minor details in character design um konosuba when you actually take a look at it, it's a bit of a master class in design because if you subscribe to color theory and your art um all the characters match their personalities to the colors that they wear um Cosmo's green represents you know his greed and all that stuff yep. megamine's red represents her fiery personality and you know her ridiculous drive to follow something to its passionate end um but also you know among that group they all share yellow trim which brings them together as a unit yep because they all share this one color it's tiny stuff that matters anyways let's get off our tangents about character design and all that and talk about uh Best art direction, uh, which was the same for both, both of us. Somali and the Forest Spirit arguably had some of the best backdrops of anime last year. Or Somali and the Forest Spirit, to me, is essentially like the Disney movie of anime. Like, it, it made me think, huh, this is kind of Disney Renaissance-like, you know? Not with the giant fucking forearms that they loved, but you know, yeah, I know it's what you mean. Yeah. very pretty to look at. Um, backgrounds are always gorgeous. Overall, the way that they blend their character design into their setting design works very well, and the and way that they handle it, a lot of this art too is very well, like with the um varying races no race looked the same and it was all very vibrant and colorful no race looked the same the structures that the races built all looked very different and it was fun like gives you this feeling of whimsy that you don't all get from anime because you know we like our superheroes now and we like our isekais that take us back to fantasy europe yeah i mean like something there, there, there's a lot to talk about with Isekai, and I, I, I honestly am probably going to be talking about that very soon. About <laughs> the Isekai length. problem. In length. And, like, there, there's some people that I want to talk to about that. So, but <laughs> moving on, because that one's probably was, that was probably the easiest choice we had on this list. It really was. Somali just kind of blew everything away. Best animation? I actually went with Haikyuu to the top. And this is like I don't like to pick a lot of like the uh, very well known enemies all the time, but I don't think either of us do. But this season in particular was I was waiting for it, and I was I was really hyped for it. I was really waiting for it, and they went heads over heels with this anime this season. Granted, we don't even have all of it yet. We still have the second part of it coming later on this year, but. From the animation, from him jumping to the spiking, everything was like top quality this season. Like they found their, they found a really good stride, and I'm really excited for the second part for Haikyuu. And I think the choice that you made, Velp, 
is probably everybody's choice that watched anime this season. Yeah. I, I don't like just picking something, but I mean, let's just say that it's what I remember the strongest from this season. Because it's been a while. Because I watched the episode the day it came out almost. And, you know, it's been a hot minute since then. Yeah. <laughs> and I still remember it more than I remember pretty much anything else this season. Hiroaka season four. Do we really need to explain why? I mean, the fucking Endeavor fight in the last episode. The Endeavor was fight? Just. If it's not the best animated fight in Hiroaka, it is probably the second. And it's only to one, the only one that people would arguably say, which is All Might versus All for One. Yeah. I mean, it is. It is a long, drawn-out struggle, and, like, I don't cry watching anime, you know, it takes a lot. I mean, it took Violet Evergarden to make me, you know, let out, like, three seconds of tears, and Rascal Does Not Dream of a Dreaming Girl. The only reason I didn't cry was because I was in a public place, but, like, this had little fucking tears of inspiration coming out, you know? Because you just see Endeavor fighting against his own nature, even. And he can't move. He can't do anything except pray that he gets lucky enough to land one shot. And it's super inspirational. And on top of it, you know, you've just got incredible fighting and stuff going on around that personal animation like the biggest thing about that too that really couldn't that like really brought that scene together this scene translated from the manga amazing like like it, it, like from the little shots of Todoroki and the fire like like his emotions coming through the fire on his face yes to the kid that I was looking forward to the kid shouting hey Let's stop worrying. Let's stop like crying over oh. the fact that All Might's not here. Look who's here fighting for us now. Look at him. Look at yeah. him. He's still here. He's still here. Like I was waiting to see what kind of what kind of person would be coming to do that one scene because he would have made made or broke that scene, and he nailed it. And and on a smaller note, with you know Endeavor's emotions coming out through the flames, like can we just talk about the fact that when he gets really pissed at Hawks. He literally just turns into a wall of flame with two eyes and a frown in the middle of it. Yep. Like, there's no flesh at all, just fire. Yes, there was no... There was just fire. And, like, it was really... <laughs> it was a very important thing that happened, too, for that, because the anime... Like, the, that animation was top top. Like, they... They spent every ounce of their budget on that right there, that one scene. Yeah. That scene... I mean, very well done. Also, in regards to season four, the fight between uh, Deku and Gentle was very well executed, very smooth, like butter almost, you know. Yeah. Which but Hiroaka has always done exceptionally well at translating its fights to television. Yeah, it's actually re it's actually very impressive they were able to do that that well with the uh, Deku versus Gentle because of the nature of Gentle's quirk. His quirk is super difficult. Like, when you think about it, it would not be the easiest thing to translate that. I mean... No. 
you can't make air be too white. Yeah, you have to make it visible. But if you just turn it into a sheet of white, people are going to think it's ice. Yep. It's exceptionally difficult to get it right. The way that they had the characters move and interact with those uh, air trampolines was pretty damn nice. I mean... I actually, as a person, I felt very bad for Gentle because... Oh, Gentle is a tragic character. Mainly because, like, he didn't... Like, the hero scene back when All Might was the hero... It was actually pretty terrible when you think about it because the only hero that stood out was All Might and then there were no, there weren't nearly as many. It's All Might. Mentors. It's All Might. Then you take, you know, this massive step down and it's Endeavor and then there's no one else. Yeah. And then there was no mentors. You never saw any heroes that were like, oh yeah, no, that hero was like, he's not like as strong as them, but he's just as well known because, you know. He's always been one to bring other heroes up or bring people from down below. There was no real mentor heroes, like kind of like in the sense where like they lead these people on the right path. Gentle was, gentle is one meaningful mentor away from probably being a teacher at UA. If things had gone just a little bit better for him, he would be on our character's side. Yep. No. And he, he would, would be a force. I mean, he may not be a teacher because, you know, he's still young. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's probably not even mid-30s. I No, I think not... he's actually older than, um... I think he's actually older than Eraserhead. Well, he's... All I know is he's not as old as, you know, his gray hair would make him seem because... That's all mother. from stress. Yeah, his mother. Well, not even just from stress. It's genetics. I mean, my mother... My mother! You know... Her hair's totally gray, and, you know, she's been gray since she was, like, 17, you know? Yeah, but that's that's one of those things with that kind of character. It's like, it's, you hate to see it with those kind of characters, but you also want, like to see it because if they make a comeback, it's, like, it's that much stronger. Yeah, we, we really want Jenel to end up being able to turn over a new leaf and good guy, but... Well, probably not going to happen anytime soon. Probably not going to happen. But you never know. We never know what the author's going to do. Now, moving on. We didn't... I didn't choose Dumpster Fire this season because I couldn't watch as much. But uh, and there was I, nothing that really stood out to being like... I that. couldn't find anything that was utter trash. Yeah. Maybe I didn't... I know there's got to be something this season that was utter trash. But if there was, it wasn't bad enough to make me decide to stick around. Yeah. Like... There's there's this line of, you know, the so bad it's good, then just plain bad, and then good. Yep. Most of the stuff that comes out is just in that bad window. I don't know if there's anything so bad it's good. Yeah, that's... that's... I mean, we... <laughs> Until SAO comes back, I won't have a... Yeah, I know. I know, we might have something this season. Um... I know. So... Here is where things That's get interesting. Um, both last, last per minute and show of the season, we both chose the same thing. We actually agreed for once this season. <laughs> uh, I'm going to let you take last per minute and I'm going to do show of the season because of what they were, obviously. Yeah. All right. Uh, 
Rika Koi for laughs per minute. Um, I mean, it's a rom com. I kind of have a soft spot for those, as I mentioned before, and it's just funny. I mean, you you take this scientific approach to proving love, and we always, you know, joke about people are gonna try to prove love exists, and then you take a show that actually says, you know what, we're gonna do it. <laughs> and just the dynamic between all the characters and, you know, suddenly buff professor. Yo. Like, my god. First there's actually up? a science professor who's buff. When he first shows up, I was laughing the entire time <laughs> just at his character design. I was like, yo, his character, like, he's gotta be the aloof dude that's always calm but mad once you push him to a certain point. And it's like, he, that's exactly what he was. He's not quite, you know, the macho son with the totally normal guy. Big buff body. Because his head actually fits his body, but... Oh my god, the fact that this man is clearly wearing... Uh, dress shirts that are like three sizes too small. Oh, it's such a good ride. Uh, your turn. Yeah, and I will point out the reason why I chose uh, Rikikoi is that ponytail, that ponytail sway. Yes, the hair swaggle. The little hair swaggle, it just got me. Like, it, that, like that's so... Hair communicates so much about a character when it's animated. Yes. And if you if you essentially turn it into like a dog's tail and use it to communicate characters' feelings while their face is totally deadpan, it's so funny. It's so funny. But show of the season, we both chose Izokin uh, because it was very well done. It is very interesting to choose because not only is it very well done, but it was also the most realistic of all the shows this season. Despite and also, how much of um, their imagination ran rampant. And let's be honest here. We also picked it because we've got a certain creative streak in us and we like anime. Let's be real here. Yeah, like, it's... Like, I haven't seen, like, a series like this since Bakuman. And for those that don't know, Bakuman is a series about two guys who really want to write, write manga. They want to make their own manga, and one of them's really good at drawing the other one's really good at storyboarding so they make a duo and they make their own manga and it's all about like the whole process of the manga world how it goes and all of that all the birds and bees haha <laughs> but maybe don't use that terminology <laughs> to describe that <laughs> but that's similar to what Izokin does and what Izokin also does a step further is when they show off the projects that these that this trio does is so satisfying it, it, it's as satisfying as if almost as if you were the one that was doing it and it you, you kind of don't know why and then like the thing the nail in the coffin is that after each one asaka she's always like we can do better she's never fully satisfied and i love that about you're her never happy with what you create you're never I've... like She's I can't tell you how many times I've written something down, thought it was good, taken a day off from working on it just to clear my head, get on the next thing. Then I come back to him just like, what the fuck was I thinking? I mean, but like with her, the way she, see it, she sees it, she always looks at it and you can tell like she's like proud. She's like very proud of herself that she did this, but she's also like, 
I like that I did this. I love that I did this. This came out how I envisioned, but it can be better. And they're going to make it better. Came out the way I thought I could make it come out. It's still crap. Let's make it better. Yeah, and like... One more step. One more layer. One more sleep-deprived night fueled entirely by coffee. Yep, and that's that was one of the things that I really liked about that. And they don't make any shortcomings of it like you that is essentially like what they went through is just like a little taste of what it actually goes through when it comes it is a bit stretched to think that a group of three could actually put together a high quality anime at the quality that we're presented with in such a short amount of time and with such limited resources but it's anime yep if you are not suspending your disbelief at least a little bit just because of the medium, you're watching the wrong thing. Pretty much. I mean, like, that's pretty much it. I mean, like, there was a couple things that we both uh, both agreed that we didn't get a chance to, like, really dive into um, in our notable mentions. And for me, there was a couple things that I wanted to mention. Hanukokun, which uh, toilet-bound Hanukokun is what it was called was a pretty popular series from what i saw on the internet i never got a chance to watch it i didn't know it was a thing until like the season was already halfway through and it looks really good it's something that i'm probably going to visit later on and then i didn't finish it personally um just because time crunch at the end of the season i was like i gotta drop a couple shows so i can work on other stuff and I'm going to say the same exact thing. It is visually stunning. If you wanted moving manga, you thought the Demon Slayer did moving manga good, you haven't seen a damn thing because this thing looks like it was literally scanned and somehow interpolated. Yeah. um, It it looks amazing. I love that. That's, that's, That's ridiculous, honestly, when you think about it. Like, more studios are able to do that. Now, the other one that I wanted to know, uh, mention, like, I have a couple on here, but the other one that I mainly wanted to mention was Ishizoku Reviewers. <laughs> you mean straight-up culture? That was the most controversial anime of the season. It, it's not even an anime, it's just straight-up fucking hentai. But for some reason, fucking Funimation picked it up. They didn't know and... what they were getting into and they edited it so that they could actually air it on their service. And then they realized, wait, this is fucking porn. It was popular, too. So three weeks in, they cut the damn thing. Yeah, and And it it was ridiculous. I will say, like... That being said, it was really fucking funny. Yeah, like, everything about that show was, like, like very interesting. Like, in Japanese, it was, like, high school DM dub levels of funny. That is good. That was just from three episodes, like. I know it did finish airing. It did finish getting all 12 of its episodes out, but I don't know where. And I'm probably going to have to go on the deep web to find it. If I watch it. Yeah, you just got to sail the seven seas. You ain't got to go that far. Yeah. We'll, we'll, it, it's one of those, like, if I see it, I see it. I don't, I don't. But, you know. Yeah. Pure culture actually got onto yeah. a now, streaming site. Now, from your end, from what I saw, 
I was uh, not pleasantly surprised, but uh, not like you know, it is it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, um, he didn't get any notice in the list before him, but uh, Darwin's game, um, I tend to make fun of stuff that is edgy and Darwin's game gets a little bit edgy at times. Um, but you know, it, it's a death game anime. What do you expect? It's going to have a bit of grit to it. Um, but it ends up winning out in the end because there's actually a little bit of strategy that these characters use and it's not just pure, you know, Oh, I I'm going to be the good guy and I'm not going to kill. It, it's, I'm going to be the good guy and I'm going to try not to kill, but if you kill my best friends, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. He's a real person, you know? I mean, like, that's... Kaname is kind of edgy, and, you know, they they do do the whole thing where, you know, they're, like in Star Wars, where the clothing matches their alignment at the time, you know? So he starts off wearing a white hoodie, and at the end of the show, he's wearing a black hoodie <laughs> and all, all the characters that were wearing white or any other color are now wearing black um because now they they will kill if you decide to kill um yeah so it gets a bit edgy still very fun i don't really care for shuka so much because i don't know about you but i don't like yandere's <laughs> No, no. I don't. Yandere's are a special kind of thing, but um. I don't get people who do like them. Can't you? Can't you go with a funny tsundere or just a good old dere dere or something reasonable? <laughs> get you a my sakurajima, okay? All right, all right. That's enough of that. But uh, that's pretty much it for this season. Um, next season is going to be kind of ridiculous. There's quite a bit. Oh yes, from continuations to new series. Spring twenty twenty. Um, but it's the other issue is that like a lot of it's already gotten canceled. Yeah, so there's not going to be a three zero got moved back an entire season, and that's just for now. We don't know if it's going to get moved back again. Um, but a guy who got canceled at the last minute. I'm very upset about that. Um. Food Wars just got uh, moved back three weeks, despite the fact that it already got its first two episodes out. Yeah, the first episode's already up. I think the second one's coming out soon, next this week. And yeah, I don't like that's. It's, it's not a side note about Food Wars. I know I've mentioned this to you before the podcast, but as someone who doesn't read the manga, I don't know how the hell they could possibly keep quality up for this because. There are no stakes anymore. Yeah. They're the Elite Ten now. Erina has gone through her arc. You know, she's gotten out from under her father's thumb and she's standing up for herself and she's running the Academy now. And the Elite Ten, so what? If they they lose Ashokugeki, they're not on the Elite Ten anymore. They're not expelled. There aren't any major stakes like that anymore. All they can really do is compete against, you know the top of the world in terms of chefs and those will really only be exhibition matches i will tell you this anybody who knows the same as me who's read the manga 
you're just kind of like, I don't like, bro. Like, you just need to watch. That's all you can say. Like, that's all you can say. I'm over here, like, you know, I'm probably just gonna save it all for a binge watch because that's how I watched most of Food Wars. You know, Food Wars is, um, as a final note, Food Wars is one of those animes that I've seen multiple people when they first started. They're like, I'm not watching this. They stop and then they go back like about a year later. And then they're like, I don't know. I did that. Yep. I don't know. They're like, I don't know why I didn't watch this. This is hilarious. And honestly, though, I've gotten less and less hungry as each season has gone along. (laughs) Yeah. Quality has dropped off. Yeah. The quality does have dropped off a little bit. But back to stuff coming up this next season. Uh, we have season two of Kaguya-sama Love is War. I have been waiting for a year now, and I'm so happy it's here because we get to see fucking Miko Ino come in, and we get, hopefully, my boy Ishigami is going to get his arc. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how far that goes. And then, Ishigami like, is the boy. The biggest news for me is Tower of God. And not because like it's going to be good, because it is going to be good, but that's, that's just how it is because it is a webtoon manhwa that yeah, it's one of the uh, crunchyroll originals yep and it is a very big step for the anime community and the anime series in general because it opens up if this does well enough we're gonna get more manhwas animated and let me tell you if you want hidden gems to get animated look no further that's all i got to say about that but and that's... I think that this is all brought to us by Crunchyroll. Kings yeah. of not properly allocating their funds. Yeah, yeah. But it's a good move. and It was, it was, it was the right decision, especially with everything going on with animation. But I digress. Um, everybody, I hope you enjoyed the episode. We'll see you soon. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. Next week you might hear me talking about isekais. You never know. Ha 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 ha. This is Joe, Joe's companion, and it's been a ride. See you later.